Hello, and welcome to Talking Nog 2K17, a yearly tradition honoring a yearly tradition. I am, as always, your host and holiday Nogmaster, Jeff Stormer. It's been a wonderful year for Nog. It's been an eventful year. There's been a lot of ups, a lot of downs, but the conversation has not stopped since we released Talking Nog 2016, and I have been waiting for 364 very long days to come to you with the latest, the greatest, the past, the present, and future of everyone's favorite eggy, creamy, spicy, boozy, oh-so-cheerful holiday treat. So please, settle in. We're going to look at some listener photos. We're going to answer some listener questions. We're going to tell some stories. We're going to learn a little bit about Nog, and maybe, just maybe, learn a bit a little bit about each other. So please, settle in. Start your favorite Yuletide fire, and let's get started. I, of course, am sipping some homemade eggnog, uh, brought to me by Area Craft Nogger, Jen Frank. Uh, she has to not be named on this podcast because, and I quote, I don't want to be associated with your dumb podcast, Jeff. Now please clean the litter box. It is creamy, smooth, not too thick, but just the perfect consistency. It still clings to the side of the glass. It's got a strong bourbony aftertaste. I personally love it. It is, it is boozy. It is. It has a nice alcoholic burn on the back. I have not spiced it with cinnamon and nutmeg as I normally would, but honestly, this nog is so good and the bourbon flavor is so strong. I don't think it needs it. That's right. We're forging a whole new destiny this year, you and me. Speaking of forging new destinies, I'm currently streaming this live on the Party of One Discord. Our friends at the Party of One Podcast offered their Discord to me to stream the this year's edition of Talking Nog. So if it lacks a little bit of the professional polish of last year, fucking deal. <sighs> Delicious. So, obviously, the big news story in Nog that uh, I think everyone wants me to get to is uh, there was an announcement made in May that... The Nogosphere has been blowing up about. A uh, friend of the show, Dave, at Plantbird on Twitter, brought to my attention that uh, Peeps, you know, the candy that no one likes, made serious headway into the world of not just Christmas Nog, but Easter Nog. It seems that Cadbury Farms is looking to break bold new ground and bring the joy of Nog to new holidays. Personally, I'm all in favor of it. I think that... Nog is a year-round tradition, and there's no reason why we should keep it isolated to strictly the Christmas season. However, I also must speak truth to power. I must also call out, you know, injustice where I see it, and point out that Peeps, backed by the corporate monolith that is Cadbury Farms, is infringing on the Kraft Nog movement's innovation within the world of marshmallow eggnog. You see, theirs was not just eggnog. Theirs was Peeps-flavored eggnog. Which is an innovation that we were seeing on the craft scene years ago. So finally, it seems like... It seems that macro-nogging is finally is trying to infringe, to horn in on the hard-earned territory of the micro-nogging movement. And frankly, I will not stand for it. Frankly, if you are not supporting your local, your local nog brewers, then you're part of the problem. Go local. Support independent art. That's the message of Talking Nog 2K17. You heard it here first, fam. 
Thanks for the heads up, Dave. Now, with that important news update out of the way, it's time to dive in and get the ball rolling. I am, of course, wearing my traditional uh, Nog attire, my Nog-themed Christmas sweater. It says, less talking, more noggin, which is a life philosophy that I choose to abide by 365 days a year. I think we all talk too much. I think that we, I think there's too much time just spent screaming into the void on the internet, you know, and not enough time savoring the sweet, boozy, creamy flavors of everyone's favorite Yuletide treat. I also have on a green and red elf hat that I stole from a bar happy hour. Very excited to be wearing this. Uh, it does smell vaguely of booze, but uh, honestly, so does the Nog, so I can't really tell. <sighs> Delicious. Our first question this our first question this year comes from Noghead, friend of the show, Brandon Leon Gambetta, at Dr. Captain Cobalt on Twitter. Brandon asks, last year. You talked about Cisco after Taylor, friend of the show Taylor LeBrash at Leviathan Files on Twitter, asked about Nog and Deep Space Nine. Now, as we both know, Cisco is an enormous fan of three things. Christmas, eggnog, and that thong the thong thong thong. Did he ever write any songs specifically about eggnog? Great question, Brandon. The answer, you may not know this, is in your question itself. You see, travelers, in the American Old West, people headed on the Oregon Trail would carry their nogs close by their hand. They would tie the jug on a, sh on a leather strap. They would wear it around their on around their waist like a uh, messenger bag, or they'd wear it on their shoulder like a crossbody strap. And you know what they would hold those nog jugs with? That's right, thongs. You see, Cisco wasn't just talking about undergarments. He was writing an ode to everyone's favorite nog-jug-carrying mechanism when he said he wanted to see that thong, the thong, thong, thong. He was asking for tastier eggnog. Great question, Brandon. Kicking us off right, buddy. Our next question is a hot topic issue. Uh, it is a hot button issue that a lot of people have been asking about. This one comes from Aaron Catano Saez, friend of the show, at Aaron underscore Catano on Twitter. Aaron asks, My family enjoys Coquito, a Puerto Rican coconut-tastic version of eggnog. Has anyone else have other variations of Nog? This question sparked a fire in me. I have to be honest with you, Nogheads. I have spent the year on a world tour of Nog. I have tried the finest holiday variations of everyone's favorite Yuletide treat, and I've come to you with the inside scoop. Coquito is a delicious coconut cream beverage. It is coconut cream, it is condensed sweetened milk, and it is wonderful. It has a, a sweet tropical aftertaste different from sort of the spicy home style uh, aroma and aftertaste of a classic eggnog. It kind of mixes it up with something a little more refreshing and a little more vibrant. It is delicious. It is a beverage that I could see myself really getting into at any time in the year. Not that eggnog is not an all year treat, but there's something it's lighter. It is more approachable than eggnog, and it is honestly one that I highly recommend. Thanks for the recommendation, Aaron. A follow-up question, and the next part of our Nog World Tour, comes from Discord user Warren Tidanja, who asks, Advocat, is it Nog? This sparked a fire in me, because I had never heard of Advocat, so I needed to dig in and find out for myself. 
And in my research, I discovered that Advocat is a delicious Dutch or Swedish or something. Uh, I'm not just talking right now so I can pull up Google. I want that noted because I guarantee you I did this research in advance. This is a professional podcast. Uh, it is Dutch. That's what I said. I said Dutch. So uh, I was right all along. But I'd already looked that up before the podcast. So I win. Um, Advocat, or Advocatenboro, is a traditional out Dutch alcoholic beverage made from egg, sugar, and brandy, much in the same way that eggnog is. But the difference is being that there's no sugar and the alcohol is a little bit lighter, it tends to be have a smoother custard-like uh, texture than sort of your thinner creamier, more beverage-like nogs. But, nonetheless, you can imagine, still a delicious holiday treat for the whole family. Also one that can be used as a delicious filling for chocolates, or drank straight from the bottle as a delicious holiday beverage. Cannot recommend it enough. Great question. Our third trip on the Holiday World Tour comes to us from Australia where Blake Ryan, at Blake Ryan Batman on Twitter, introduces us to the world of chocolate eggnog, which I got a chance to try as our friends at Pennsylvania Dutch made themselves an alcoholic chocolate eggnog. And honestly, delicious. More of a dessert, not something that I would drink throughout the day, not something that I would drink in the morning or afternoon like with eggnog, definitely something that I would cap off a real rich and savory dinner with, but nonetheless, a delicious treat for the whole family. Well, no. Retract that, because it is loaded with alcohol, and it'll get you done quick. Not a treat for the whole family. A treat for anyone in the mood for something a little bit alcoholic for dessert. Ah, oh, delicious. Delicious eggnog. That concludes our Holiday World Tour. Oh, we have a late-breaking development from Discord user Chaos Mod. Glog, a holiday beverage from Norway. Certainly sounds like eggnog. Certainly sounds like it's part of our Nog World Tour, but it's not one that I've heard of. Swedish mold lick... Okay. Okay. This is clearly a misunderstanding. This is... So this is a mold wine. And we do not talk about mulled wine on Talking Nog. That's Talking Mulled Cider. And that's James Stormer. James Stormer's a monster. James Stormer's everything wrong with the holiday season. Alright, we are getting a late-breaking apology from Discord user Chaos Mod, who is acknowledging that this is a traitorous thing trying to cash in on the Nog name recognition. Chaos Mod, you're back to being a certified Noghead, my friend. Discord user DemoonRules asks, I'm desperate for eggnog, but the stores are closed today. Can I drink this pre-mixed custard pie filling with a sprinkle of nutmeg? No! Don't do that! Great question. Our next question comes to us from friend of the show, Rob Abrazzato, at Flatfirm on Twitter. Rob asks, I like my nog super chilled. What's the story of ice cubes and eggnog? Sacrilege? or tastry, wintry treat. Rob, I want you to know, there's a lot of controversy about uh, hot or cold eggnog, warm or chilled, ice cubes or not, but this is a message from one nog head to another. 
You drink your nog however you like. Whatever fills you with the warmth and comfort of the holiday season. Why, my eyes, that's the perfect way to drink eggnog. Great question, Rob. But I do have a bit of a history lesson on ice, no ice cubes and eggnog. Ice nog, as it is called in some circles. Uh, actually, it has its roots, as most things do in Hollywood, the land of glitz and glamour. Uh, back in the 50s, when they used to do variety shows, they couldn't actually put uh, wine in glasses, so they had to put eggnog to simulate the look of wine. So they would put a few ice cubes in it, it would look like your favorite wine or soda or any sort of beverage, but the problem being that, you know, glossy beverages would reflect light back off and disrupt the camera. So they had to use something opaque. So they would put ice cubes in eggnog, and it would give the look of a beer or a wine or a cider. They, this started, people started doing this, people started catching on, especially with the colorization of television, that it was eggnog in the glass and not wine, and they started drinking it. Suddenly, icy eggnog, ice nog was a worldwide sensation. Probably. Who knows? Some of that might have been true. Blake Ryan asks, Is eggnog appropriate at work? How about on a first date? Or is it more of a family reunion thing? Great question. As we discussed last year on the show, I think eggnog is a wonderful office treat. A big bowl of eggnog at the office Christmas party is just the thing to ease tension and bring in the holiday spirit after a long year. You know, you spend more time with your work, with your co-workers, than with the people outside of work most times. So who better to celebrate your favorite holiday traditions with than with the people that are paid to be around you for 40 hours a week? So I say... For your next holiday party, bring in a fresh bowl of eggnog. As for a first date, well, nothing says romance like cream and booze. <laughs> Family reunions, I actually would not recommend eggnog. Just kidding. Eggnog is good for any social situation. Come on now. There's not a there's not a time when you wouldn't want some delicious holiday spirit. I say whenever you are feeling that craving for a little bit of warmth and joy and a little bit of holiday love. My friend, that's the perfect time to drink eggnog. Great question. Taylor, at Leviathan Files on Twitter, asks, Hey, Jeff. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, that's not true. Okay, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I guess I have some more questions about our favorite Ferengi. I'm glad you've taken the time to record another one of these. I'm glad too, Taylor. Thank you. Uh, has Lieutenant Nog had a good year since last episode? What's new in his life? What do you think his favorite street fruit is? I like to imagine that he goes bonkers for roasted crickets. How about you? Do you think he celebrates Christmas with Jake when he visits? What do you think they got each other for the holidays? I imagine the ending the idea of a holiday where you go out of your way to give people things for the sole purpose of seeing them happy is a weird concept for the hyper-capitalist Ferengi. But then again, Nog always was one to be open to Starfleet values, so I could see it going either way. One last question before I let you go for the year. What's your favorite rule of acquisition? Mine is number 57. Good customers are as rare as latinum. Treasure them. Anyway, thank you for being a source of joy and hope. Until next year, I hope your nog is always happy. Taylor, great question. I'm going to go ahead and answer your questions uh, point for point because that's, that's the way you like to do things. I don't want to just gloss over your questions. I want to get deep. Make sure that you have no doubt. Has Lieutenant Nog had a good year since last episode? I think so. 
you know, as we discussed last episode, Nog has taken to Starfleet swimmingly. I think that he has really shown an aptitude for, for leadership and for and, and, and the Starfleet values. And so I think I can only see his career going up, you know? I can only see bigger and better things for our favorite Ferengi. What's new in his life? I mean, at this point, he's probably an upperclassman in Starfleet Academy. He's probably closing in on the Kobayashi Maru test. And do I think he'll pass it? Who knows? I think he's got a spark, though. I think he's got a knowledge of what it takes to lead. So I think he's got a leg up on the Kobayashi Maru over a lot of, over a lot of cadets. Do I think he celebrates Christmas with Jake? Absolutely. I think that... In fact, I think that he looks forward to Christmas throughout the year. It is, you know, he spent so much time with Jake, and they spent they they developed such a, a familial bond that I don't even think that giving gifts would be weird for him. I think that they would be as natural as air if Ferengis breathe air. I'm actually not sure about that detail. Uh, what do I think his favorite street fruit is? I keep saying fruit, which is probably a Star Trek alien. Uh, what do I think his favorite street food is? I probably agree with you about roasted crickets. That seems like a classic Ferengi treat. But do I think that he loves eggnog? Probably at least a little bit. Probably tickles him that it shares his name. And as for my favorite rule of acquisition, personally, fan of Rule 69. Great question, Taylor. Oh, huh. Taylor. At Leviathan Files on Twitter points out that Fruit is a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy term for an altogether dude who's really fun to be with. So do I think Nog is a Fruit? Absolutely. Great question, Taylor. Great observation. Our next question comes to us from Twitter user Observer138. Observer writes, My family has always considered eggnog to be the one true holiday beverage, but lately there has been some disagreement on the matter. The most recent batch of clones, or siblings, that's a weird aside, has confessed a heretical preference for mulled wine. Heretical is correct. Uh, mulled wine is heresy. This is clearly a deviation from the standard parameters all siblings are supposed to conform to, and thus cannot be tolerated. Or at least that's how it used to be. Changing times. I get it. I relate to this. Now we've all got orders from the council that oversees all age, I mean family, operations such that such deviations are not only to be tolerated, but encouraged. They say it'll promote greater flexibility in the face of unforeseen challenges. I, however, believe the situation will only end in clone sibling. I mean sibling. It's weird that you keep coming back to that, but I'm just going to ignore it. Uh, fighting clone. You did not actually specify sibling that time, which is odd. Uh, which is a state of affairs that only benefits the opportunistic war profiteers. I'm not pro-war. want that noted on air. Nog is about togetherness. Nog is about love and family. How can we best address the de uh, this deviation from the bell curve? Should we just listen to the council and the wisdom, or is this a sign of a bad batch that must be recalled? Sincerely, vaguely menacing and redacted. This is a really tough question. You know, I, I think that... Maybe... Maybe I've been too hard on James Stormer. Maybe I've been too hard on Mold Cider. Maybe this whole holiday season is... Maybe I'm missing the point of all of this. Maybe I should call him. I should call James Stormer and apologize. It's just been, it's been, it's been so long and there's been so much hurt between the two of us that I can't, I can't, no, no, 
No, mulled cider sucks. Down with mulled cider. It's a bad drink. It's a bad drink. Just drink eggnog. Eggnog is good. This is a podcast about eggnog. Eggnog. As for answering your question, maybe just sit them down and chat with them about the joy. Here's what you do. Scratch that. You know what you you know what you know what you do to bring somebody over onto the nog side? You play for them the world's foremost eggnog enthusiast podcast talking nog. Great question. Friend of the show, John Decker at Deckwad on Twitter asks, I was wondering if you were familiar with the Cinnamon Toast Crunch Shot featuring Fireball and Rum Chata. Do you think this could be successfully concocted into a holiday eggnog beverage? Would it be too much cream? Too much spice? Wanted to get a professional's take before wasting good booze. And of course, good nog. Great question, John Decker. Honestly, I think that sounds delicious. Uh, I actually have had eggnog with Rum Chata in it. The nice thing about it is that it has uh, the cinnamon in it, it has the rum in it, it has horchata, which is a spice milk, so it has a lot of the ingredients of eggnog, so if you mix it with the eggnog ingredients, it really, it, it fills in a lot of those gaps. It is a bit like, it's almost like using a pre-made batter, almost. Like, it is, there's a lot of similarity between rum chata and eggnog. I, I personally give rum chata the, the talking nog seal of approval. Take that to the bank, Rum Chata. But, uh, and as for Fireball, whiskey's a classic eggnog mixer. This sounds delicious. And I say, go for it, John Decker. Because here's the thing. If you tried something, if you stepped outside of your comfort zone, no such thing as wasting good booze or good eggnog. Because you learned, you grew, and you're a more well-rounded person than what you were when you started. This life of ours is merely a journey towards understanding it is the best we can do to merely try new things and find the things that scare us and investigate look that dark look in that darkness and see where it leads for that is the way that we become better people in the end great question john decker kevin gallagher asks is there a right time of day to drink nog i've always felt like it was a morning drink thoughts this is a great question kevin I personally think that there's no wrong time of day to drink eggnog, but being that it's thick and creamy, I think there's an appeal in the morning. I wouldn't see it as a lunchtime beverage. I think it's the one time of day when I think I'd be a little hesitant. I think it's a great morning beverage. You know, you have it with some French toast or pancakes. Maybe you maybe you use it in your pancake batter. Yeah, there's a there's a holiday life hack for you. But uh, I think it's a fantastic. You mix it in your coffee. There's another holiday life hack for you. And I think it's a fabulous dessert beverage. I think it is creamy and rich. Sweet and savory. But I can't really see it as something that I would eat in the lunch hour. It is it is heavy and thick. And I feel like it would slow me down. Now, that's not to say that I'm, no, I'm, I'm willing to be proven wrong. If anybody has any lunchtime nog anecdotes, please hit me up. But those are that's my opinion. Blake Ryan, at Blake Ryan Batman on Twitter, asks, Can Begnog be enjoyed with a salad, or is it more suited to spicy fare, like nachos or tacos? None. None of the above. Great question. Ooh, here's a hot topic question from, uh, Twitter user Nitai Dasa. Nitai asks, Important nog question for the noggers. Where do you get good vegan eggnog for those who don't do egg? This was a question that really intrigued me, and I wanted to... 
answer it to the best of my ability. To the point where I did something that I promised when I started talking dog that I would never do. I crossed a line for this question. And I did research. And the answer appears to be, uh, dates. Uh, the vegan eggnog recipes I saw, I tried, uh, silk holiday nog. They can't call it eggnog because there's no egg in it. But I did try silk uh, holiday nog. I didn't care for it. I thought it was too thin. You could see light through it. And it just tasted watery. I was not a fan of it. Would not recommend it. But uh, I did some research and apparently ground date. If you, if you uh, pulverize dates and you liquefy them, that syrup will be a great thickening agent for sort of a, 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 a rice nog or an almond nog or something to that effect. It'll provide a thick syrupy taste that'll kind of replicate the, the egg whites and the yolks and the, sort of a, that meaty syrupiness that you get from the egg. Pulverized liquefied dates appears to be the answer. Actually, great question, Nitai. Thank you. Observer138 asks, which came first, the chicken nog or the eggnog? Great question, Observer138. Rules asks, I accidentally bought light eggnog, and it's not very creamy or rich. How can I improve the light eggnog to make it taste better? Great question, Rules. Uh, pulverized liquefied dates appears to be the answer to that question. Pulverized liquefied dates. The Moon Rules also asks, where is Big Jeremy's favorite spot to sit and sip on a frothy glass of nog? This is, of course, a reference to a podcast called All My Fantasy Children, which you can find at allmyfantasychildren.com, where Aaron Catano Saez and Jeff Stormer take listener prompts and spin them into wonderful, uh, beautiful fantasy characters using some of their favorite uh, role-playing games. Big Jeremy, I think he prefers a homemade eggnog. I think that... I think Big Jeremy loves... You know, gathering the ingredients himself, going to all of the finest farmer's markets, taking, like, a quiet walk. But it's not too quiet, because Big Jeremy loves conversation with the farmer's market people. He loves, you know, chatting with folks. He loves getting to know people. But gathering the ingredients, the eggs and the sugar, going to the finest taverns and breweries to get just the freshest alcohol. I think he loves doing that. And then there's something, there's a craft to making it, right? There's a... A process to making it, and I think what he really enjoys is there's a patience that it requires. There's a certain patience to going and making something and setting it aside and saying, I can't make, I can't drink you yet, but one day I will. One day soon, you will come out a delicious beverage, and at the end of this wait, something sweet and warming and loving is waiting for me. I think he loves that. Leviathan Files asks, Hey Jeff, what's the best way to pulverize and liquefy a date without getting awkward? I'm worried if I'll turn off my date if I approach them with a grinder. If I'm looking for the one, I wouldn't want them in a non-liquefied state. Good question. Um, communication. Just good communication up front. It's, you know, it's the cornerstone to love. It's the cornerstone to democracy. It's the cornerstone to love. Communication is important. Blake Ryan asks, should eggnog be served with ice cream? If so, what flavor? This being the case, why isn't one of the big corporate soul-sucking monstrosities that devour our hopes and dreams made eggnog ice cream available to us, the subservient customers? Au contraire, my friend. Eggnog ice cream is not only available to the public, 
but it is one of the finest seasonal treats you'll ever find. A uh, friend of the show, Randy Lubin, actually has sent us a lovely holiday photo of some eggnog ice cream that he picked up. He says, his review, extremely good and boozy. I like that language. Uh, looking at it, it's got two spoons, perfect date material. It's soft and yellow and creamy, much like eggnog itself. It is in a tiny glass, barely really the size, well, it looks like it maybe about the size of an egg, appropriate. Um, and it just looks, God, mouth-watering. Just looks like a delicious, delicious beverage. Cannot wait to try it myself. John Decker asks, I always notice a fresh pine smell when drinking gin. Gin does not seem like the best choice with Nog, but with the nostalgic Christmas tree scent paired with the timeless taste of Nog, is there an opportunity for a boozy holiday treat like never before? No, there's not. Don't do that. That sounds... No, that's... No, just don't do that. Decker, I love you to death, but just don't. Don't just drink your gin and then drink your eggnog. That's not... Wouldn't... Do not recommend. Great question, though. Great question. Blake Ryan asks, Since eggnog is not green and slimy, it is not ectoplasm. Therefore, it must be what is in Ghostbusters energy packs. Have you used eggnog to protect your home from the supernatural? What about using nog in an exorcism? Well, Blake, I understand your confusion, as you are correct in that it is not ectoplasm. Um, but actually, what is inside of a proton pack is a miniature cyclotron which concentrates protons channeling them into a positron collider and then through the neutrino wand which is what the ghostbusters hold emitting a wayfire positronic ionized stream of proton energy that polarizes with the negative charged ectoplasmic entities which are held in the stream while active even if they are out of phase reality and thus pulled into the trap which then locks shut it's techno babbly mumbo it's not super important but you get the idea. It's a lot of technical chat. I understand the confusion, though, as egg there is a history of eggnog being used in supernatural rituals. You may remember um, egg you may remember a scene from A Christmas Carol where Ebenezer Scrooge is seen drinking eggnog before he has his fateful night with three ghosts that teach him the meaning of Christmas. A lot of people believed that Christmas uh, being the time of eggnog, this was emblematic of eggnog uh, being a way to connect people to their pasts to show people the future and to bridge understanding between people, the people around them in the present. Personally, I think it's just because it was Christmas time and they needed to show him drinking a drink. But I can see the argument. <sighs> Delicious. That's all of our questions, which means it's time for our new and it's time for our next and favorite segment. Listener photos. Uh, as, as last year, I did say that I would never retweet a listener photo, but I will describe them to you because your photos are so good they deserve to be seen and heard by everyone in the world. We'll start with friend of the show, Demoon Rules, uh, at Demoon Rules on Twitter. Sends me a tweet and says, don't you even think about getting between me and my nog. This is very serious. I would never consider getting between someone in their nog. And honestly don't particularly appreciate the implication that I would. Not particularly fond of the idea that you see me as some sort of nog thief. Don't love it. We'll describe your photo, though. Uh, looking. 
very handsome, very dapper, big bushy beard, uh, Santa Claus-esque in its, uh, in its richness and fullness, a soft blonde, uh, piercing blue eyes that are staring me down, and uh, they're mad-dogging me, for lack of a better term. It's got some QD eggnog in a, uh, in a milk carton, sort of a milk jug, plastic bottle. Uh, it looks creamy and uniform, um, store-bought, but I'm sure it's still... Not a, not a brand that I'm familiar with, but I'm sure that it is, uh, it looks delicious, if I'm being honest. But, uh, this photo is creeping me out. It reminds me a bit of, if you've ever seen Ghostbusters 2, Vigo, the sort of dead-eyed stare that Vigo gives in the painting. So I'm gonna close this and feel an unsettlement in my soul. Speaking of the Moon Rules, the Moon Rules also asks, when is the right time to give liquid ambrosia, aka eggnog, to my newborn child. Um, probably when they, I know they don't, I know babies aren't great with cream. Probably when they can digest cream is probably the ideal, right? That's probably my answer. I'm not a childcare professional, so I wouldn't, uh, talk to your doctor, I guess I would say. Great question, though. Next up, we got a picture from, uh, Friend of the show, Rob Arizado, Flatworm on Twitter, sends me a picture of the first nog of the season. What a treasured moment. What a treasured, what a, what a, what a happy memory, the first nog of the season. <sighs> I remember my first nog of the season. It was, it was a Wawa eggnog, fresh out of the plastic bottle. I was visiting friends, friends of the show, uh, TV's Noah Houlihan at TV Noah on Twitter, for a professional wrestling pay-per-view. It was late at night. I had just purchased my less talking, more knocking sweatshirt, and I couldn't help it. I cracked that bottle and shot back that nog, and my goodness, what a what a good moment of my life that was. Rob sends me his first nog of the season. Says this one's for you, talking nog. Well, Rob, looking right at you. I'm gonna cheers you right back, buddy. Cheers, my friend. Ah, oh, delicious. Rob is looking uh, delighted and surprised, perhaps by how creamy and rich and boozy and delicious his eggnog is. He's got some really neat, uh, really neat Coke bottle frame glasses. I like that. That's a style I'm a big fan of. Looking happy, looking joyful, just looking the happiest dude in the world to be drinking a glass of nog. Rob, congratulations. You're a certified noghead, my friend. Uh, next photo comes from Blake Ryan at Blake Ryan Batman on Twitter. Uh, I say photo, but really, Blake Ryan sent me one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, it looks like eight or nine different photos from drinking eggnog, as well as uh, what looks like five photos of just cartons of eggnog that he just had. Um, thank you. Appreciate the enthusiasm. We'll not be covering all of the photos in detail, but uh, Blake, certified noghead, my friend. Uh, I'm gonna choose one of these photos at random. I had the one that I wanted, and it's gone now. So I'm gonna have to actually choose one by random. Uh, this one's got him in a flash t-shirt, which is fun, which is fun. I know Blake is in Australia, so, uh, so, uh, probably, this is probably during the summer when it's a little warmer. Uh, look at just, looking real thirsty at that eggnog. Uh, I'm honestly a little worried for it because it looks like you're about to about to smash that carton. Uh, it, uh, this is Oak brand eggnog, which I assume is an Australian brand. I'm not familiar with it. 
But it's, uh, you know, it looks like a classic, uh, cardboard carton of eggnog. It has a used by date on the carton, but there's no date printed next to it, which is a little worrisome. Make sure you're drinking your eggnog fresh. Don't let it sit too long, because, uh, you know, the thing about eggnog is it's so sweet, you might not notice when it's gone sour. So make sure you're drinking your eggnog fresh. I recommend within a week of purchasing it or making it. It's been an important PSA from your friends at Talking Nog. But Blake looks delighted, eyebrows raised, just ready to go to town on this carton of eggnog. I'm all about it. Blake, you're certified noghead, my friend. Cheers. Before we go, um, I do, unfortunately, as this is a free podcast, I do briefly have uh, an advertisement that I have to make. Um, our friends at Mountain Dew have supplied us with a bottle of Mountain Dew Holiday Brew. It is apparently a classic Mountain Dew and Code Red combo. And uh, I, I don't have a whole lot of pride. I said I would drink this on air. Let's do this. Get that, get that, get that fizz on the on the microphone. Mmm, that's a scent. That's a, it's a sure as a scent. Leviathan Files on Twitter says this can't be a real thing. I assure you, this is a real thing that's about to happen. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Somehow it tastes like both Mountain Dew and Code Red, which doesn't sound like it would be horrifying, but it is horrifying. And yet I'm going for another drink. Yeah, it's, it's, there's two distinct tastes at play, which I'm not loving. This has been uh, your sponsored spot. Mountain Dew Holiday Brew available in stores now throughout the uh, United States. It is uh, it is not Mountain Dew Nog. Uh, Leviathan Files on Twitter asks if it's Mountain Dew Nog. It is Mountain Dew and Mountain Dew Code Red mixed together in the same bottle as a promotional uh, measure. And it's not great. I'm going to wash it down with some Nog though, which is probably not a great uh, mixer. Oh. Oh, yeah, no, not a great chaser is eggnog. It's not eggnog's fault, though. Eggnog being, of course, a delicious beverage for everyone in the whole family. Well, my glass is getting a little low. The fire behind me is starting to turn to ember. I think it's time we wrap it up. Thank you for joining me on the second annual Talking Nog. I hope the holidays find you warm and safe and cheerful. I hope that you enjoy happiness and love this holiday season. And I hope you have a time to sit back, relax, take a deep breath, and enjoy the little things. Like everyone's favorite, delicious, creamy, eggy, boozy, yuletide treat. Until next time, until next year, I'm Jeff Stormer. This has been Talking Dog. Thank you for listening. Cheers.